Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley has over 33 years in the trucking business, moving ag and construction equipment across the country. For more information, go to valleytransinc.com or give Parker a call at 800-657-4910. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 242. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Also, this is last week for it, Aaron, and I can't imagine a better week for it based on the weather that we've had here over the last couple days. But when it's snowing outside and I want to have a snowball fight with my wife that doesn't return any fire, I like a good <laughs> pair of gloves. You know oh, absolutely. I mean? All right? So if you wanted to get pair of gloves. Because you hit her once, you won, <laughs> but you need gloves to keep your hands warm as you throw 20. That's right. That's right. It's a volley of fire. You know absolutely. You, it, you just, you just lay, lay down a little cover fire and just cover yep. and move, right? But if you want some gloves from them, Axon will send you a pair of gloves if you go to marketing at Axon at yeah, marketing at axontire.com. Right send on. me an email, send you a good one. Last week for it though, folks. So if you want it last week as Get of, on it. First week of January. So after this week's over with, the chance for you to get a pair of deerskin gloves is over. Okay. There you go. So also, this podcast is brought to you by Valley Transportation, which has been moving farm and construction equipment. For the last 33 years, to book more freight with Parker, call 1-800-657-4910 at Valley Transportation. Our goal is to help you reach yours. And last but not least, the folks at Ag Direct want to let you know that if you want to buy a piece of farm equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or an end user, go to agdirect.com and you can fill out a nice little, what's the word I'm looking for? App. App, yes. <laughs> an app. No, I couldn't say that. Fill out an app, and with that app, you can do that right there online, and you can see all your finance options right there. So AgDirect's good folks there. Make sure you check them out at agdirect.com. So Aaron Finnell, the official co-host of the Moving Iron Podcast, is back with me here today. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, been, <laughs> it's been a long road to hoe. I know you've had to. Oh, man. You've had a lot of nights where you got haze and everything else, but you finally made it. I did. Yeah. I did. So. I am thrilled. Can't wait for the gold jacket. <laughs> 44 long pack. <laughs> the left is just a little bit longer. 
they had a so uh, no real big announcements came out this week of any kind. No, nobody really announced anything that's going to change the way anything happens at all. No, um, not at my place. <laughs> <laughs> now, Deer rolled out their uh, their announcement of of their their fully autonomous um, option that they're going to have on their ADAR tractor. Yep, and this is a topic that you and I talk about quite a bit. And we have widely varying opinions of absolutely of what what it is and isn't, and what that looks like. And I thought it would be fitting to to revisit that and kind of talk about that a little bit, and just kind of talk about a little bit as to what my opinion of what the future is going to start to look like, and and you know get your opinion what it starts to look like, and we'll kind of have a conversation from there. So so deer rolls out the uh, the eight R tractor with the autonomous. Um, options on it and um still tractor still the same tractor that you'd see anywhere else yep it's you can still get has a cab has a seat yeah you can still drive it do everything else you want to but they've actually opened that up um wildly broader than what you've seen other people come to play with right so you know you're they talk about doing tillage work. They've talked about playing work. They've talked about all these different yep. things, aspects of it that's not just centered around like a grain card example, for like like the smart ag type right. of exactly. approach that they had. It's it's a broader spectrum of farming, right? It's right. everything that you can do in farming except for the you know, roading, roading, right? I mean, it's just that that way. So, um, I've been been giving this a lot of thought since that came out, and kind of what I think is going to happen now, and what that looks like. Obviously. Not everybody's going to rush out and go, oh, God, I'm going to get the self-driving tractor thing, you know. Um, there's going to be some cool factor that comes into play that, that oh, people are going to be that are gonna be drawn yeah. to that a little bit. But I think the overarching kind of theme of what this whole deal looks like to me is that the next five years of the equipment business is going to have a different flavor to it. And it's going to – that flavor is going to just slowly – that palette is going to change – a little bit at a time. You know, you're going to go from... So I'm not going to make it to 70 like I planned. No. I got five years and I got to punch out, man. <laughs> but I think... I Damn think, it! What I guess what I keep circling back to on this is that as more of these machines become, even, they have, even if they have cabs on them, right, the option thing is going to start to be something that is not such a big deal. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like you're gonna have a milk crate for a chair, you know, in this in in the, but, in the right. side of it, you know. But I'm saying like, you know, you're gonna there are gonna be more guys that are gonna start looking at. Do I really need ILS? Right. Do I really need suspended cab? Do I really need? Exactly. Do I, you know, you like, sure don't need a massaging leather seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's well, it's, you do have you got to road it. You do have to road that's it. That's so. ILS and suspended cab and yep. seat. That's yep. where that really shines. Yep, and that's that's going to be, um, I think that might be the limiting factor in some of these, uh, you know, operations as you start to look at them is how 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 condensed is their, is their, their farm operation? How condensed is it versus, you know, how, how far out are you roading? You know how how much road time are you actually putting on these machines, right? Right. If you're a guy that farms, you know whatever right. five thousand acres, and all five thousand acres are right there, yeah, contiguously right there. No, I makes a hell of a lot of sense, right? Right. If you find five, I can thousand, drive that tractor three miles from one end yeah. to the furthest end. Right. Now, if you had that same setup, you farm five thousand acres, and you're scattered across the county. I mean, then you start looking at 
it kind of defeats the purpose a little bit, you know, because you, right. you got to road it there, and you got to do this, you got to do that, and, da, da, da. and you can make the argument that, well, you just need a guy to road these tractors around and put them where they need to go and make sure they got fuel in them and, you, gotta, you know, so on and so forth. But I think it's more, the more, you know, condensed the farming operation is in a, in a, in a footprint perspective, the more this makes sense and the more that these kind of options are going to start showing up. So, I've, you know, we think about it all the time. We start thinking about, you know, the flow of equipment and the natural flow from the north to the south and what that looks like and how the, the higher spec machines typically come from, you know, the, the, the I-States and Minnesota and yep. North Dakota and Ohio. Corn and, Belt. And that, right where the, the real thick of the Corn Belt is, right? And those options make their way down south because mostly down south, it's you get a lot of straight front axle tractors, and right. you get a lot of those kind of things. There's there. you, that's because you have far less owner operator. Exactly. Case in point. That's exactly case right. in point. Right. So yeah. that hits the corn belt. Yeah. So what? Uh, what? I guess what I keep circling back to on this is that when you start having these conversations five years from now or whatever the number is, you know, whatever that time frame looks like. When is that first conversation the guy has with he's like, yeah, you know, I really don't need to have, you know, up until then, you know, it's been six or else high flow, blah, 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 which all that stuff will stay the same, right? But, you know, I don't, I would love to have, I really don't need the heated floor mats. I I don't need to have the premium radio. I don't need to have, you know, the fridge. The fridge. Yeah, I mean, at. at, I don't need a subwoofer. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like when do those like real creature features start to kind of fade them way their their way out of that, right. of that spectrum? And what's that look like? And then what does that do to the overarching conversation you start having about user equipment values? And I made up a word that's going to get in the dictionary. I feel good about this. Got sent it off to Webster. It's the widgetification of tractors. Right there it is. So it's it's a widget now, right? And as, not right now, but I mean, as, as things progress and things become... It's a tool. It's a tool. That's it. It's all it is, man. I need it to go from A to B and do C and D. That's all uh-huh. I need to do. It's going to be a, an interesting kind of voyage as to what does this look like. And then the other side of that, too, is how long does the cab stay on the tractor? Ugh. You know what I mean? Stop. At what point does that happen? You know what I mean? And that's at some point it'll have a steering wheel and that old springy steel pan, <laughs> like yeah. an old like an H or an M, you yeah. know? Right? Yeah. Just in case you have to jump up there. Yep. Yep. And that'll be. So I've given that a lot. I've been thinking about that a lot. And what does that look like? And and when does that have? And when's kind of really everything? Powertrain and hydraulics, and then everything else is kind of the same. At what point down the road does that happen? And I, to me, I don't, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter about, you know, this is the downfall of, of the family farm and those kind of things and 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 what that looks like. And, you know, obviously the big of the bigs are going to have an opportunity to, to step into this and, and do those kind of things. But at the same time, if you are a, you know, a forty-something farmer, or in, in, even in your fifties, and you may or may not have anybody coming back to the farm, but you still got a solid fifteen or twenty years left to to, to make this work, so you can retire and do your thing. You know, yeah. there's as much opportunity for that person to take advantage of this technology 
and grow their operation because now they don't have there's not that farm labor situation that we talk about every single year. Right. Every single year. Lack of farm labor, lack of farm labor, lack of farm labor, lack of farm. And now here you go, all of a sudden the guy that was relying on trying to find some local help to come and do whatever and he was having a hard time doing that and it was you know, all of a sudden I can run three or four tractors from my phone. Oh man. And I can I can make it I can make it work. You know? I I, I oh man. I don't get it. I just don't. I don't get what? Don't I, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Just, people are listening to this right now and like, oh Casey, Casey hates the idea of having a, a tractor with a cabin. I that's not true at all. Right? That's not what I'm getting at at all. There's still gonna be that Somebody's going to get in there. Like, you ever watched the movie iRobot with Will Smith, and he's yeah. fighting the fighting thing. Yeah. And he's the guy that won't, even though he's got a robot arm, he won't, he won't adapt to technology. Right. And he's going down the road, and he wants to drive his own car, right? And everybody else around him just, you exactly. know, doing their own thing. There's still going to be days where the guy's like, see if I still got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And he'll flip on the auto steer, and it'll just, he'll be sitting in the cab doing his thing. It well, just, what is he seeing if I still got it then? If I can sit in the seat all day? Yes. I thought you meant he was going to at least drive the damn thing. They don't. Why, why would they? That, oh, my God. You want, You said, see if I still got it. Got see what? if I still got sit it. Sit in the seat? I'm going to go 20 hours a day and see if I, if I can make this work. Just like the old days. That'll no. happen. No, no, no. Like the old days? Go get, go get in that Soundguard cab and drive the damn thing. For 18 hours. That is seeing if you still got it. <laughs> that, but the, we're talking about a future conversation here. I know. Where the guys... Do you think you know, those... Okay, so the... May well, three, an 8R drives... First an, you know. an 8R drives itself. Poof, all the sound guards evaporated overnight. No, Everybody no, still no. has one. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Go sure. drive the damn thing out in the field. Drive it. Yeah. Sit in that little owl cage box. With your easy steer. God bless, man. <laughs> uh, so obviously, <coughs> audience, I'm not a fan of the autonomy stuff. And he, and here's my thing: you're a fan of it. You just you're an old school guy. I am. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. I can see if you're if you're a big and. You are literally the guy who writes the checks, and you spend a couple hours a year in a cab right up your alley. I get it. Totally get it. You know who else I see? I see it in that there's always those guys that are, they just cannot get enough tech, but they're like a 3,000-acre dude. You know, those guys. I could see them being like, okay. Now, while that thing's going back and forth, I can do this other, you know, take on the world with ones and zeros and go at it. I can market my crop. I can build my marketing plan. I can I can do all these things. I can forward contract whatever, you know. Right. December almonds. Exactly. <laughs> these nuts, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But... There's, and to me, and this is this is why I cannot fathom that. Of everything there is to do on the farm, mm-hmm. 
and I'm a tractor geek, you know, machinery, total machinery nerd. We know this. But of all the things there is to do on the farm, every little single job there is, why on earth are they trying to take away the only thing that's fun, and that's driving the shit? That takes the most Build time. a robot who's going to fix the tractor, who's going to work on the planter, who's going to go milk. Mm-hmm. Not, I know they have robotic milker, but I mean like gather them up, you know. I want, give me a robot. Speaking of iRobot, that's my rebuttal. I can drive it. If I don't want to drive it, robot, go. Well, that's what you have now. But it's got no. somewhere between it does four one. and six wheels. Four and eight wheels. <laughs> but that's my thing. You know, like when we talked about this one time, that's always my argument. You want to make something autonomous? Make the crap job autonomous. I want to sweep auger that goes through the bin and sweeps and it's vacuumed out and it's perfectly spotless. Do that. And I don't have to get in the bin. I'm sure they have that. They don't have that. Someone somewhere is working on that very thing that you're well, just Well, let's about. hope they are. Because that's... It all comes down to... <clears throat> that All of this autonomous stuff that we're talking about here is all driven by farm labor. Oh, I know. I, I totally understand that. So, that's to, so to your point is why are they doing it to a tractor? If you have, you know, depending on your farming operation, I mean, some guys come in and they they till and then they go right in back behind that with a with the planting and then they're you know all one pass. They don't do right. they don't do fall tillage and then come in in the right and you know, well no till guys yeah <coughs> spray somewhere. plant spray harvest. So if you have if you're if you're depending on size of your operation those kind of things, but just say you have. One track that's planting at the same time, one do, one track that's doing um, tillage work or strip tilling or whatever it is that they're doing, and you can't find someone to come work for you, and you're not going to bring them from Mexico or South Africa or wherever to come do what you're doing, then all of a sudden, you've got two or three tractors that are doing two or three different jobs out there. And you've got two people doing them. You have three tractors that have to be working. You've got two employees, you and somebody else. Oh, right. So what are you going to do? I get What it. surprises me about this is that I, I really honestly thought when this rolled out that they would use leader-follower technology where one tractor mm-hmm. or a combine or whatever else was controlling the unit. Right. Right? So like you go out and you... You go and something else had to be manned within right. the geofence. Right. So how you'd have how do you like that go, geofence. Nice. Woo! I would have thought you'd have like one tractor and you would have you know another tractor that was you're tilling mm-hmm. one tractor. You well you're you're controlling the one tractor here. The other tractor is controlling the other tractor. You're in the planter, yeah. but you're controlling the field cultivator. Right. Exactly. Yep. And you're doing it's you know it's just based on a GPS signal from. I really thought that's what the introduction to Antonos was going to be. But it's not. It's it is. Well, let me know when you're out of gas. <laughs> but okay, what? <laughs> or fuel? I'm sorry, diesel. What sorry. happens when an implement the implement breaks down? Right. What happens? Your strip telling you jack up a shank. Sorry to the Easterners, but you shear bolt. <laughs> you break a shear bolt. Yeah. And. 
how so I mean I'm sure there's that's that's a that is another level of that you know there's going to be you're going to be monitoring what you're doing I mean it's just you're going to see all those things yeah. and how, and how you know what's interesting I did see on television where they said that that will be retrofitable too you don't have to go buy a new 8R to get that you can sure. put it on your tractor sure I'm looking forward to an open station 4020 with that on there <laughs> well, I don't, that mean I I can't wait to rake hey watch that tractor rake hey mind you yeah that is what I need see they need they need this like in the entry level world like figure out how to that's where the robot see just like your farm labor robot so you remember how when, many robots you got I got six so you remember in coming out of the twenty series tractor into the thirty series the eight thousand yeah. yeah the later twenty how important the steering valve was yeah. Yeah, very true. That was a big deal, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you know, steering valve, that's five grand. Well, yeah. <coughs> for tra- and trading for 20s. Yeah. 20s and 10s. Yeah. Say, this is going to be a similar concept to that. I get it. There's going to be whatever it is that you have to hook this into to make it do whatever. On the older tractors, it's going to make, well, does it got the, the wiring harness? Right. You, you know, got to make it green star ready I mean, first. Is it, is it, is it got the wiring, the right the wiring harness? No, I, I don't know. That's gonna mean it's a whole thing now, you know. Yeah. What I mean? That's and that's gonna be a that's gonna be a thing that people are gonna pay attention to. You know? Yeah, I get it. To me, I mean, to me, this is a this is a it's a it's a complete game changer in the way they have. And then then it also leads it back to the other thing I've been thinking about of when you sit and think about you know like machinery link. Okay. You know, on paper, what they had was. A thousand percent, awesome! It, it was, was perfect. It was a perfect model. Absolutely. The only thing they never factored into was logistics, weather, and weather, and everything <laughs> else. I mean, all these other things that come into play. Their their thing was we're gonna we're gonna be the we're gonna be the what was that called the combine crew that started the the whole wheat run back in World War Two. Oh, the Harvest Brigade. Harvest Brigade. What brand of combine was that, my that friend? That was uh, Massey Harris. Absolutely. Yeah. 21As. Yep. And they had, they had, uh, that's what they, that's when they're mine. We're going to be the Harvest Brigade now. We're just going to, but we're, only thing we're doing is we're not going to run them from Texas to Canada. We're going to, you get your head and we're going to drop a machine yeah, off. And you run your combine. Yeah. So now that same thing right now has got to be going through someone's head. You're like, all right, cool. So this is a, it's a full-on production thing, right? We've got this thing that we can we can go out and utilize and use as this concept grows and, and morphs into whatever it does into right. if you have enough machines out there because the limit the limiting factor on any any of these any stuff like machine link stuff was people right yeah. human people human capital to, to op- operate the machines and do those kind of things if you had um, you didn't have to worry about that and you know you get to start in Texas and, and conditions are perfect. The time you get to Oklahoma, they have one of those springs where they've got 15 inches of rain. You can't do anything for 30 days. South Dakota burned up. Yep, and you had to jump to Kansas. <laughs> and by the time you get done with Kansas, Oklahoma and Nebraska now are ready. Yep. Well, well South so, Dakota's ready. <clears throat> so you really don't have a, your issue now. Is <clears throat> well, we're gonna. I'll take. I'll pl- take a platoon of these machines back down to Oklahoma, and we'll knock it out. And because now we got. Other issues at Oklahoma because they're quality issues and everything right. else you got run into. But 
I can take a platoon of these machines down there and they can start working. Down with Kansas, I can take the majority of my stuff up to Nebraska where I'm ready to start getting high quality weed again. That's the kind that's of stuff. what we do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so now you start looking at it from that perspective, that the weather thing is not really that big of a deal anymore because as soon as it's ready to go, you don't have to be. We there. don't. You don't have to be there. Yeah. Right? You don't have, the harvest crew doesn't have to come back from South Dakota to go cut cut wheat in Oklahoma, in Northern Oklahoma, but, Southern Kansas. But that's what I'm getting. Okay, with here the the wheat combine thing. Where does autonomy? Where does autonomy fix the having to leapfrog states and machines and all that shit like they run into? Because you'll have more machines than you have people. It's not a big deal anymore. All you have to do is have the logistics to get that machine back to where it needs to go. Oh, uh, you you, you don't you, have to have it, the harvest crew wait. What you're yeah. saying is. You could be ten years from now, drop off seven eighty in Blackwell, Oklahoma. Right. Hit start. Yep. And it goes and does its thing. Gets our GF the geofenced out there already. Right. You're, you know exactly where you need to go, and it's going to go out and do its thing. But there's you know there's twenty of them down there doing that. I get it. So now, all of a sudden, but they're not twenty seven eighties. They're like twenty of the old fifty fives. Well, of that size, right? That that yeah. that capacity right. because. You can haul. You can haul it on a car trailer. You can put six of them on a trailer, right? Like those little. Kincaid, That's way into the future thing. This those, isn't the five years from now. Deal. Those Kincaid test plot combines. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah! Pull that up on the gooseneck. <laughs> but something like that. I mean, so all of a sudden now, it's not. It's not a thing. It's. It's not. The right. issue isn't. But that's a long ways. I mean, you don't think it's that far away, man. With harvesting and all that, I don't think it's that far away. You can't tell me that if they've got this figured out to where you can have a truck. They're going to have that combine know it got full, drive to a truck. By the way, you still got to get the shit to town. But you have you have all these tractors running around that are doing all this stuff. You still, I mean, until they have autonomous tractor trailers. I mean, yeah, you got to have people driving the, the trucks and stuff like that around back and forth, but. Didn't I see that on TV? Oh, sure, yeah. Like Volvo had a semi-drive 70 miles or something? Yeah. Completely by itself? Yep. There's a system out there on trucks right now that I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to look it up. But you can put the system on the truck, and not only does it drive itself around, it also books its own freight. Are you shitting me? Yeah. It does its own maintenance, schedules its own maintenance, and everything. I think you fabricated that. No. I didn't know you were such a good welder. (laughs) But you know what's cooler than that? What? That GMC Denali that steers itself because you still get to be part of it. Yeah. And you just don't have to worry about that. Think how much shit you can get done. And you can go. Yeah. While you're driving down the road for no apparent reason. Absolutely. And <clears throat> but they have to me that's where this is this is going. And I don't think it's that I think the twenty year thing that we hear people talk about, in twenty years, I think that'll be the tractor done here and it knows it needs to go to you know fiddle number 23 and go over there and knock and that just one out does its own it thing just does it all the time you like preload it in the morning like okay here's your jobs and you just go and then you, you know, i wish i wish we were on video because casey literally just inserted something inserted it yep. and we all know that 
literally 20 years ago the internet was invented yep. and you could just shoot it right to that thing. Yes, but it's like it's a punch But card. I like that you still use a floppy disk. It's the it. old punch card. You put it in there so you know <laughs> what you got. But they had uh, But to me I think that's where this is going. I think this is this is the and this is just the beginning of this and I think what what they have here is is you have the best of both worlds, right? You can as an operator go out and buy the high spec machine and put this on there and you got the guy you've now captured every market you could capture you got the guy that wants the wants the first gen used you know autonomous thing with the high specs because i still want to drive my shit right Right. i'm still gonna do my thing as that progresses down and as you know things start to change i'm i'm just in my mind i see specs just Dude, I can see can, I can you know. see that. It makes me throw up in my mouth, but you could have a day where hope it's after I'm gone, but you could have a day where ILS is a detriment. Yeah, because it's too expensive. Right. I don't yeah. want to have to fix or, that. I don't I don't sit in there. Or it's one of those things like you put on oh, there and, and it my has, heart be still. <laughs> it's like one of those things you put on there that it's a you know, whatever it is, you know, fifteen thousand dollar option or right. whatever. And it goes to the used marketplace and it's like zero value. Right. The guys like, oh, it's cool. It's gonna help my compaction issue in field number two, but uh, you know, I'll just rip a little more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. So it's a, it's a it's I don't, a weird. I don't like any part of this conversation <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's a it's there a, is it's nothing in this that excites me at all. Yeah, it's a uh, but it's the world we're in, man. And I, and, I and it has it's not going to be any detriment to the family farm, no, whatsoever. I wish Twitter and Facebook and all those things would have been around in in the capacity that they are now. When Auto Track came out in ninety nine or two thousand, yeah, late nineties, yeah. You know, could you imagine those? I mean, those conversations back then were like, "This is a complete waste of money. Right. This is a rich man's toy." Oh, it was. You know, I am not going to pay thirty thousand dollars to have something steer for me. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I've got, I freaking got, we got markers on the side. What else? I mean, what do I need? Right. But that now, I mean, find me someone that doesn't use Auto Track. Oh wow, of some kind. Like the first time I. I had a guy refuse markers on a planter. I said, well, what if the auto steer isn't working? He's like, well, I'm not going to plant. I'm like, oh, we're in that world now. Okay, then. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's a weird, it's a weird, it's like we've opened Pandora's box and we have no idea what's in it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, we, and we're going to see where this this goes and what this looks like and and when, so what do you think the next thing is that? An Agco robot. <laughs> I think they're listening, and they're like, God, he's got good ideas. I bet it's because he's an old Massey guy. I bet that's it. I think, I, I mean, I think it's a sprayer. They call Germany factory. Get going, robots. Yeah. Green light. <laughs> Absolutely sprayer. Yeah. I think it's a sp- With I think, I think, no wheels at all. With no wheels at all. I mean? think the drone sprayer thing is going to get oh. super hot. That's a battery thing at that point. You gotta start I mean it's a capacity thing. I'm not talking about that level we have now. I mean like a damn near Piper Cub wing span size. Oh no, I've seen those 
those prototypes. Yeah, almost like the mil- like the yeah. military drones. Yeah. That's what they are. They're but great now you start, but you start now you're starting to talk about capacity. Cause you gotta That's why it has to be that big, so you can at least have like a 300 gallon load in there. Right, but now you're looking at something that is going to be. <laughs> now you're going to be looking at something that is. You have to whatever you do, you have to lift it off the ground. So you have to fight gravity with that, and right. that, that requires a lot more resources. What's 300 know? times 12? 300 times 12, 3600. That's what. <clears throat> that's what the fertilizer weighs. Okay. Plus your boom, plus your drone itself. So, so here, here's the thing with that whole thing, though, is that you're looking at a spraying system that's not going to be like, you know, you kind of have to erase your mind of the of the conventional spray idea where you're just going to float it down and it's just going to spray everything in the row. It's going to spot spray. It's not, right. it's, oh, yeah. it's not, It'll have like the sea, sea and spray mm-hmm. on a drone. Right. And I think so, I maybe mean, to some extent, that, I think that's a lot further away than you think it is. They got little ones now. Oh, sure. sure They're all do. over hell. Yep. But something of, of capacity where you can go out and spray a 150-acre a pivot and, and effectively take care of all that or go out and spray a, you know, a, a section field. Um, we you know, went from 90-feet planters to 120-feet planters way faster than we ever made any other 30-foot jump for sure. Oh, sure. No, because yeah. that's the world we're in now, man. Right, but what was driving that? The <laughs> Pioneer Hybrid International's planting window. <laughs> that's now, exactly what it was. Machines got bigger, more powerful, and wider and everything else. And got faster because of labor. You get more done with one person. I know. If you have a 620-horsepower tractor with 120-foot... Planner exactly plus ten miles an hour. Farms are bigger, blah blah blah. But that there's a reason why they make twenty foot wide high speed discs, right? And the concept of because it takes a eight R to pull it. Well, but the concept behind that was like, okay, cool. When high speed planning came out, the overwhelming majority of the people introducing that were like, okay, cool. So if we can go, if you can go twice as fast. I was one of them. I thought we'd have less row units. Smaller planners. Right? You're going to go from... <laughs> you got guys getting bigger than they were yeah. and high speed. And high speed. So you had a guy that had 24-hour like I like to plant for a week. A 24-hour planner going um, 4 mile an hour or 5 mile an hour to a guy now that's got a 24-hour planner doing the exact same thing. The idea behind that was like, okay, we're going to see less 24-hour planners. We're going to see more 16 and 12s. Right. Right? Because if I can do... My cost of operation is going to go down, right? Because it's going to take me the hours that I put on my tractor and everything else are going to be the exact same amount because I'm going to go twice as fast when I plant with my 12 row planter and get the exact same amount done, right? I'm going to put the same amount of hours on my tractor. I'm going to go faster, get it done, boom. That's what happens when you're a man of logic. Well, I really thought that we would see 24 going to 16. I didn't really think we'd see 12, so I never really thought that. But you're right. There were a lot of guys who were like, well, hell, I can get, I get a 36 row and do it even faster. I just, and I can still, I mean, I still got enough horsepower with the tractor that I got because God knows I was only pulling it at about 50% capacity to start with. As long as he 
is tractors new enough it was dual pump to begin with. Otherwise, that's where, that's where the show ends. Right, right. That's what happened to a lot of guys. They, well, I'll just get that 24. We'll stay 24 and get that high speed. Right. We'll knock that out in no time. That'll be great. Or, like a lot of guys, the exactly. exactness of it is the pers- you know, the preciseness, right. whether regardless of brand, but yeah, because speed's like the fifth most important thing now. Yeah, really. Yeah, and but but that's but that's why even even the guys that go six and a half seven, mm-hmm. they just want it perfect. Right. Everybody wants that planner. Right. Not everybody, but huge every year, more and more and oh, more. Sure. Yeah. But it takes the right tractor to run that thing. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that, you know, like a 360 on a 24-0, all day, do yeah. what you want. Yeah. Put that on high speed, ooh, we're out of oil. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and then you, and that's, you got your independent row, you got your row cleaners, you got, I mean, it's just, it's you need thing. to. Yeah. Yeah, instead of like a fertilizer caddy in the middle, you need like a hydraulic pull between hydraulic reservoir. Yeah, have that or yeah. So I, this technology thing that we're seeing happen now, all of it is driven by two things. One, obviously, one is labor. Right? That's a pretty easy one to point to. But also, all this other two, this this fine tuning of the row and how much. You know, material you're putting in this spot, the other spot. Right. You're trying to grow, you know, whatever the number is. I can't fifty percent more on every acre than we've done every. You know, by the time right. it's twenty fifty or thirty or whatever this number is, that we're twenty fifty. Twenty fifty. Yeah, I'm trying to get all these things together, but it's also yeah, it's more expensive, and yeah, it's just that another thing. But at the same time, your efficiencies are starting to go up. Right. right? So it's just. I mean, it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing, you know. I mean, oh yeah, you know which one, which one is the is the catalyst for your right for your your decision making process? Because when, when the high speed planner came out, it wasn't that technology when it came out. It wasn't, you know, hey, it goes ten miles an hour, or hey, this disc goes, you can pull it ten miles an hour. Right, uh, everything's ten <laughs> miles an hour now. That was that was the like when we were selling those. That was like, dude, it goes ten miles an hour. Yeah, that was the yeah. the biggest feature. <laughs> right. Now it's like, yeah, it goes ten miles an hour, but emergence and right. singulation and all these other things that are coming to play. I mean, like, like that stuff is so much more important now than this is over here. Kind of lo and behold, but yeah, it's like. But I will say this: I'm going to stick up for my old school brethren out there. Yeah. You can grow 300 bushel corn with a 4430 and a finger pickup planter. Sure. There you go. You have enough inputs. Huh? You have enough inputs. The planter, the inputs are the same, dude. No, I'm saying like if you have enough inputs and, and you have enough organic matter and all those things are right there, I mean, sure. Yeah. Can, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The exact emerge, the speed tube, whatever it is out there, you know, that's... Got to got to hit three hundred. Got to hit three hundred. Got to hit three hundred. Well, Johnny and his forty four thirty and seventy one hundred. He can hit three hundred too. I'm sure. just that's what I'm saying. I mean, the there we are machinery people. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. We're not moving agronomy. We're moving iron. 
<laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Not, I would not be here. There'd be a lot of sleeping in the middle of this show. Oh, really man. Yeah, you'd hear me snoring. But the iron isn't why that happens. You know, why we get to 300. It's oh, not. See technology. It's right. The there's there's, things there's so much to it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Biologics. Yes. Yeah. Is that like biology? I'll just say bacteria. That's all I really need to say. <laughs> no. Micronutrients. Micronutrients. That's the buzz, man. Yeah. It's buzzword of the year. So. I need some more boron in that section over there. I feel like it's a pretty good place to jump off. I think we covered it pretty well. I'm I'm uh, excited to see what the future looks like. You definitely won the argument this evening because I kind of threw in the towel before we got going. So, <laughs> so I won by uh, I won by uh, what's that say? By Technology default. forfeit by forfeit. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, Aaron, folks, want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is you got going. What's the best place to do that? Uh, call me, text me, 308-760-1193. That's pretty much, I'm still locked out of still, Twitter. Still locked out of Twitter. Yeah, I'm still locked out of Twitter. It's can- not because I misbehaved. I got a new phone, and I don't know my password, and I don't have the old email, and here we are. It's a whole thing at that point. It is. Yeah. It becomes, oh, man. Call Jack Dorsey up real quick. I know he's retired. He's only a CEO, but maybe. <laughs> so, all right. Well, in case you see more, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at movingironllc.com. Also, go to movingironllc.com for all the latest information about Moving Iron stuff, as well as the Moving Iron Summit coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, September sixth, seventh, and eighth at the uh, Hilton Downtown Nashville. So, if you uh, want to check that out, send me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com. And uh, we will get you signed up. I should have all the information up uh, about that here, um, hopefully this weekend. And uh, we can get that underway. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell. Let's go smart, folks. Out. You want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, head over to axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley has over 33 years in the trucking business, moving ag and construction equipment across the country. For more information, go to valleytransinc.com or give Parker a call at 800-657-4910. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here Moving on